comes the bride, all dressed in Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Welcome to My Wedding Industrial Complex. I'm Liz. I'm Tegan. No, you're Liz. And you're Tegan. That's how we do that. <laughs> and uh, I forget every time. We do. I'm getting married. And I'm not. <laughs> uh, and this is a wedding podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. <laughs> we have a lot of intro, I'm we realizing really now. That's we have a lot of a lot of uh, constructs spiel. that we go with here. A whole spiel. A lot of spiel. Schlemiel. A lot of Steven Spielberg. Um, so... This week, we are currently at about four months away from wedding. Do you not have your your not.com D-Day countdown My on you? phone's over there. <laughs> That's fine. The next episode will have it on there. Okay. I just, um, I find it vaguely threatening and I like that. It is. They like email like every... But it's not any like even amount of days. Like I'll get one that's like 152 days away, and I'm like, why 152? Why not like one fi- do 145 and 150? Yeah. Why won't you tell me in like a round weirdos? Number? Yeah. But this uh, I'm trying to catch you off guard. <laughs> I'm trying to get you when you're not looking. It does kind of feel like how like Dick Cheney used to do the like terrorists might not attack today, but they could attack tomorrow. <laughs> Look out and like. So what we're saying here is that the not.com is very much like Dick Cheney. Yes. I would say the not.com officially is like Dick Cheney. Hot takes. I thought you were going to call Dick Cheney hot. <laughs> um, no. Podcast canceled. Come back tomorrow. Podcast canceled. Come back. Never <laughs> more like. So today I thought since we're four months away. We, we should talk about Dick Cheney. We should talk about Dick Cheney. Because it's like, uh, you know, now's the time. Right. Uh, now, now or never. <laughs> now, four months away from my wedding and a whole presidency and a quarter away from Dick Cheney. <laughs> now is the perfect time. Now is the perfect time. Um, actually, what I thought we would talk about today are wedding parties. Even better. Not the kind of parties that people throw for you or you throw for yourself, but the people who are the ones in charge of throwing them. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like, uh, for instance, bridesmaids, best men, 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 groomsmen, <laughs> men, men. <laughs> for the man of the oh, bride. man, Liz. Now I'm mad because I just have the theme song to Two and a Half Men <laughs> stuck in men, <laughs> stuck in my head. You did, too. you did this to us both. I'm so sorry. I said men, men, and then immediately that tiny boy, <laughs> that tiny aggressive Jesus boy. <laughs> I really hope one day someone could describe my son that way. <laughs> Have you met this tiny, aggressive Jesus boy? <laughs> Liz, I'm sorry. Are you going to give birth to a child faith healer? To Jesus. Oh, interesting. The interesting. Jesus. Cool. That's my life goal. That's fun. I didn't know that that was part of your plan. Uh, welcome to Blasphemy, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my wedding industrial blasphemy. <laughs> my blasphemous industrial complex. My blasphemous industrial complex. Um, no, but like, okay, so you and I, while, while we are both not experiencing currently the being engaged and getting the married, um, you are, I'm not right. Not both of us, not both of us, but both of us have been bridesmaids before. This is true. We have, uh, I've been a bridesmaid just the once and I was also maid of honor when I was that bridesmaid. I have been separately a bridesmaid and a maid of honor in two separate weddings. In two separate weddings. 
<laughs> I was given many duties in one wedding. I was given many duties in one wedding, but it was just the one where I was the maid of honor. Yeah. The one where I was a bridesmaid, I didn't do anything. <laughs> it was great. I think being a bridesmaid, uh, I had a great time being maid of honor because it was for my cousin and I was really glad to be there. And it was oh, just yeah. me and my sister. But like, I think bridesmaid seems like a chiller job. Yeah. I mean, definitely like, and I was, I was a co-maid of honor um, also. So it was, it was a job that was split between two people, but it definitely is. I mean, it, also I, it, w- I loved it. It was for my best friend since I was a tiny child Yeah, and um, it was great. And I, w- I was so happy to be at her wedding and, and there with her, but it is, it's like, it's a more, it's a more labor intensive job. You have a lot more responsibilities than if you're just like, I'm a bridesmaid. I'm just hanging out. Yeah. I got a dress and I'm just here when you need me. Whenever I bought the dress you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't actually, I didn't do a whole lot of research for this episode. Shock. Surprise. What? Liz, we are an intense scientific peer reviewed podcast. The hypothesis is Liz, it's what about our reputation in the field? I know we're gonna we're gonna get our uh, license revoked. I knew it. Our doctor science license. I knew it. Is that how it works? Our doctor science? Our doctor science. <laughs> doc, our doc McStuffins license <laughs> is gonna get revoked. Um, That's the only license <laughs> I wanted to keep. Uh, so uh, uh, the, the origin of bridesmaidery and groomsmanery, I think is sort of like wibbly. That's another one of those like wedding thingies that there's like the quote unquote origin story, but everybody has a different like take on it. Right. Like middle schoolers trying to explain how sex is. Sure. Um, the story that I have heard most often is that bridesmaids were there to, um, one attend to the bride's needs. Sure. Mostly for like rich ladies' abs. Um, but then also to disguise themselves as the bride in case marauders were to try and kidnap the bride because she is a wealthy woman with a dowry. Correct. Or I have also heard, and I don't know these two, maybe they go hand in hand or maybe they're separate or maybe one of them is fake. We'll never know. Um, <laughs> Ripley's believe it or believe it. <laughs> Ripley's believe this thing or believe some other thing. Um, no, but it was also to uh, protect the bride from evil spirits, to there confuse evil spirits of saying like, you want to haunt this bride? Fucking find her. <laughs> looking down on top of all these, like that's maybe why that they all have like the same hairdo is like you look yeah. down from above as a spirit and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know which one. I don't know which one it is. All got these fancy buns. Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick that one in the lavender dress. I hope that when you say fancy buns, you mean that they all just have really, really handsome butts. Uh, yes. Obviously, the requirement number one of your bridesmaids is that they look very good in butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always heard. That was my, that was my like CV for getting a bridesmaid job <laughs> like, is to be like, looks good in butt stuff. Right. Looks good in butt stuff. <laughs> That's definitely what I said I to that. my friends and family who I've bridesmaided for. Pants. <laughs> um, I knew what you meant. <laughs> so, groomsmen, on the other hand, I think is just like sort of the same as like you're you're a, a military guy and you've got a guard. Yeah, there's not a lot of like, as with most things, wedding. There's a lot of like lore and cool stuff about like women's side of stuff right. and like next to nothing about what dudes do because who gives a crap right well and also like if you're a marauder who are you gonna kidnap a lady or a dude you're gonna kidnap a lady you're gonna kidnap a lady one her dress doesn't have pockets she's not concealing a weapon right two she's the one with the dowry and three, three she's a pretty lady yeah she got a great butt so so there you go no. 
And also, if you're an evil spirit, who are you going to haunt, a lady or a dude? Lore says a lady. Lore says a lady. One, because that hair is going to look amazing when you animated it all around her head. Oh, yeah. You can definitely get more, like, swirly snake hair out of a lady than you can out of a dude. And two... Nothing more threatening than a woman standing in the middle of the moors with her hair all spidery. Oh, yeah. Shouting and shrieking for her lost love. It's what I aspire to. Absolutely. We're all trying to be Catherine in Wuthering Heights. Yep. Yep. Damon confuses Wuthering Heights and uh, Pride and Prejudice all the time. And oh, and also moors in both. (laughs) Well, he's like, he's going to go get sick out on the moors like Mr. Darcy. And he's going to forget all about his attic life. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's. No, what? I love no. it. No. That's my favorite thing. No. Is it because of my attic wife? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely because of your attic wife. <laughs> um, so. We should have a whole episode about attic, attic wives. wives. I think once I'm married, we'll talk about attic wives. Okay, great. We've yeah. already had an episode where we mostly just talked about Miss Havisham, so I feel like it's time to move on to M- Lady Rochester. This <laughs> makes a lot of sense. We're just going to work our way through classical, uh, horrible bride situations. Yeah. I think that'll be a good episode, actually. Like, terrible brides in, in literature and, and pop culture media. and history. Bride of Frankenstein. Yep. Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride. Which, similar. Yeah, similar thing. Where it's like, <laughs> that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Your body is not alive. <laughs> um... Hence the title. (laughs) Hence the title. So you pick, uh, let's talk about how one picks a a bridal party. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. And then we can talk about bridal party responsibilities. Yes. Um, This is a tricky and fraught subject, I think, because it comes with a lot of weird baggage. Uh, If you are a bride trying to pick a bridal party, and I'm sure with a groom trying to pick a groomal party, like that groom party <laughs> that must be a little bit complicated but like uh there are articles upon articles of people being like my best friend who was my maid of honor didn't pick me to be in her bridal party at all right what do i do and most people are like relax and enjoy not having to buy a dress yeah i feel like it's it's automatically like a weird sort of okay rate your friends based on how much they matter to you kind Absolutely. of situation well it already feels that way when you have to like invite people to the wedding and you're like we have a limited amount of space because i am not right. made of money and exactly who can i invite and who will be very sad and then uh who's gonna be my maid of honor instead of my maid of money yeah who's gonna be my maid of money <laughs> instead of my maid of honor oh wow uh no one will be my maid of money i guess we are made of money in this case we're the ones spending all the dough. Well, I mean, just get a very rich maid of honor. I think that's how you get a maid of money. Oh, I need to make a call. <laughs> it's like a it's like a sugar mama, but for your maid of a honor sugar instead. Sugar sister. Yeah, I'll okay. take it. All right. Um, but you pick them. They're they're sort of just there to be there with you and like have a built in group of people who will party with you, right? For bachelor and bachelorette things. And then to stand there with you on the day, especially if you're doing a more traditional like wedding ceremony, they will like stand in line with you and make your picture look good. Right. I mean, because that that uh, the one t- the time that I have been a a plain bridesmaid, plain. Uh, just a plain plain old bridesmaid, uh, was <laughs> this in- one no frills bridesmaid dress for you? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it was in my and I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but it was in my brother and sister in law's wedding at, several years ago, and. Um, they had a pretty relaxed wedding. I mean, neither of them are religious and neither are 
any of our families. And so we basically just had, they had the reception and the ceremony in one. In the same place. Um, yeah. So basically it was just like, we were all at the reception hall and then they got on stage and uh, her brother, my sister-in-law's brother uh, is a lawyer and he like officiated their ceremony. I think they had gotten legally married like a couple days before, um, but he just sort of officiated the ceremony and they were like, okay, great. Now we're married. Everybody dance. And so it was a <laughs> party. Right. And so basically as, and you know, we didn't do the whole like, walking each other down the, the aisle thing because that wasn't really what we did we were all just like hanging out beforehand and my sister-in-law even said she was like listen your guys's job as the wedding party is basically just to like look good and party with us all day and that's all that we did is yeah. and we all wore vaguely coordinating outfits like nice all the dudes had different suits it was really just a color scheme thing. Like we were all supposed to be in gray. Mm -hmm. And so, and, but a few months prior, my sister-in-law had just sent all of the bridesmaids. Um, also to clarify, there were a ton of us. Oh yeah. Um, How many people were in the party? There were, I think like 11 or 12 of us on each side. On each side? Yeah. It was huge. So they invited the whole wedding to be yes. part of the wedding party? Exactly. Get it. They have a lot of friends. <laughs> sure. So basically it was like a huge wedding party and we didn't really do anything except look good and hang out. And so we just like stood in front of the stage when they got married and then we all hung out and danced. Sounds great. Yeah. And we all just like hung out and got dressed and stuff together and, and drank mimosas all day. So was it like a the kind of wedding where they're like, here's the color of dress you should wear? Yeah. So my sister-in-law, she sent out, um, we had like a private Facebook group for her her bridesmaids and stuff. And so we, she just sent out a couple of links. It was like, I think three or four different dresses. And she was just like, pick whichever one you like the best. Um, and they were all like less than a hundred bucks. And oh, it nice. was like, here, you know, just pick which, pick your favorite and wear that one. And you know, it doesn't really matter as long as not everyone is wearing the same one, like it doesn't really matter if, you know, two people have the same dress. And uh, it actually ended up being sort of perfect where it was like, I think it was pretty much even. There were like two or three of each dress. Nice. And that, and we didn't even plan it that way, nice. but it worked out. That sounds great. Yeah. But it was a very relaxed atmosphere and like we didn't do a whole lot except just hang out. And that was just very much, I think it's, it's one of those things that is very much dictated by the style of your wedding. Mm -hmm. Cause that was just the style of their wedding. It's just like, they want to be surrounded by their friends and their family and then, you know, just want to hang out. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody to look good in pictures. Which I think is like most of what you should be asking your bridal party to do for you. Right. I know that like, um, maid of honors ha and best men have bigger duties because right. they, if there are to be parties for you outside of your wedding, they are in charge of planning them. Mm -hmm. Traditionally speaking, bachelorette parties, which we will get to. That's a whole other episode. Get ready. Um, and bachelor parties and wedding showers. Although usually I think the bride's mother is supposed to be in charge of wedding showers. Yeah, I think usually, but oftentimes the maid of honor will like have some kind of input or some kind of help. Absolutely. Um, but for the most part, it is just like buy the dress, show up with me when we're at the ceremony, hold my flowers so that I don't have to hold them while I'm trying to put a ring on my hand. Right. Exactly. Um, that said, uh, there are a lot of costs involved with being a bridesmaid. Oh yeah. Uh, especially if you are a maid of honor, but, uh, if you are a bridesmaid, you can expect to pay a national average of around $1,200. Um, that includes your dress, your flights to the wedding and your like places you stay and the events that you have to go to, like that are scheduled outside of the wedding, mm -hmm. all those sorts of hoopla, 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 which is not a small amount of money. No, it's not. It's, it's not 
it's certainly not chump change. Ain't no chump change. Um, and Especially like, when you're talking about a dress you're maybe probably not going to wear again. Did you wear right. the dress that you bought for their wedding again? Uh, yeah, I think I've worn it a couple times. I still have it. It's really cute. It's, it's, I mean, that was the other nice thing about it is that like none of the dresses that she picked were tremendously formal. Sure. Like they all looked nice, but they weren't the kind of thing that would be out of place at another event. Cause that's the problem with most like bridesmaid dresses yes. is they look like bridesmaid dresses super do. and you cannot wear them for any other purpose. No, you like look like a person who's wearing a bridesmaid dress to a business arrangement. Right. A exactly. business arrangement. Nope. That sounds like I just prostitution. Imagine, no, I just imagined a person wearing a bridesmaid dress and a black blazer and carrying a briefcase in like uh, an empty parking garage with another car with a dude in a suit who's like going to exchange your money for drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like that scene that happens in every movie, but right. replace Bruce Willis with a woman in a bridesmaid dress. I'd watch that movie. I would too. Somebody make that movie. I think that that... That might be... Oh, I was thinking of The Spy Who Ghosted Me that's coming out soon. It's like Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like trying to figure out why this dude ghosted Mila Kunis and it turns out because he's a spy. Oh, that'll do it. You know, and they get roped into spy shenanigans. Anyway, this is not an ad for that movie. (laughs) We don't know anything about that movie. I haven't seen it. I like those two people. If someone wants to send us passes to go see it, we'll go. If we must. If we must. Send us a screener so we can watch it at home in our jammies. That's even better. We don't leave the house. I'm afraid of the outdoors. (laughs) Agoraphobia, Um, the movie. Agoraphobia, the movie. Um, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. So you pick your bridesmaids because they're your buddies. Right. And it is a tough call, especially if you're already inviting people who are your buddies to the wedding to be like, who are my bestest buddies? Correct. And you're inevitably going to make someone upset. Everybody always makes someone upset making any kind of choice living their life in any way. Yep. So you do your best to rid yourself of your fears of (laughs) never letting anyone down because you're going to have to because you're a person. You're a person. It happens. I will tell you right now, the idea gives me hives. Oh, me too. Of letting people down. Right. It's it's the worst feeling in the world. But I'm telling you and also myself, friends, let it go. Let it go. You got to do it. It's fine. It's part of adult life. It's fine. Um, Bridesmaids. So, bridesmaids. <laughs> when, if you are a bride and you are considering asking people for bridesmaids, here are my thoughts on this. I will not tell you what to do with your life, but if you're going to ask a bridesmaid to be a part of your wedding, you better have a wedding date because correct. if you ask someone to be a part of your bridal party and they say yes, and then you give them a date that they cannot do, then you've put them, you put them in friendship ending scenarios, right? For like, they have to ditch your wedding or plan around some nonsense future time that like when will how will they know they'll be able to take time off for that right exactly you got to be specific you got to be specific weddings are parties that are for lots of people so right it's it's not just you yeah and if you want to guarantee that your bridal party will be there you should tell them what date you're getting married when you ask them right that's just a thing that's a thing that makes everybody's life easier especially yours doesn't it (laughs) you don't have to worry about whether or not they're not going to be there right um secondly uh, you should ask them in a no pressure scenario because, yeah. uh, it is really expensive to be a bridesmaid. Like it comes with lots of costs and lots of time commitment. And like, while it is really fun and, and anyone who is your friend would love to do that for you, it like can be a big drain on their money. So if they just don't have that money available or that time available, it would really suck for you to do an all out huge bridesmaid proposal 
and have them have to turn it down. Well, it's very much like my feelings on regular proposals, which is like, ask someone like a person and don't do it in a flash mob, you creep. You creep. Uh, I think, like, I've seen a lot of bridesmaid proposal things on the internet, and I feel mostly itchy about them, but some of them are, I guess, kind of cute. The ones that I'm, like, the ones that are weird are always the ones where, like, I'm about to be yoked to this man for the rest of my life. Come protect me. Like, right. the ones that feel the most uh, wedding industrial complex e are, like, the ones where, like, I said yes, now you should say yes. It's my turn to pop the question. Like... <sighs> <laughs> I just, you know, like. Uh, talk to your friends like your friends. Talk to your friends like human beings and don't like, it's sort of like, you know, don't do a promposal to them. Don't yeah. do it. Like I just, with many things about weddings, I feel the same way, which is just like, these are human beings that you're dealing with like human beings. Like don't, don't turn your friendships and your relationships into some weird like cute Instagram moment. Yeah, I was going to I was just going to say like don't make them your like Instagram posse, like they're your they're your people that you know. So don't here's the real like bottom line and like we're giving a lot of like platitude advice this time around, but I have feelings about this. Um it the internet and the wedding industrial complex want you to treat your bride party, bridal party like they are like your backup dancers yes, and that you're hiring them and that, and they like have all these like bridesmaid proposal kits that are already put together. And I think they're fine. Like the things that come with like ring pops or whatever. Sure. If that's what your friendship is like. Right. But you can't just shoehorn a, an internet wedding industrial complex idea onto your friendship with your buddy. Like, right. I think like my bridesmaids quote unquote, cause I'm getting married at the courthouse. We have a limited amount of people who can like come hang out with us. Right. But I really want, uh, my sister to be there. Yeah. Uh, and my best friend, Charlesy. And who I also did our theme song. Did our theme song. Isn't it good? I love it. Um, and I wanted to, I mean, I wound up kind of asking them in text message. Sure. Which well, I guess is fine. I mean, cause that's like, that's the relationship that you have and you yeah. don't have to, that's the other thing is that as with everything we've talked about, mm -hmm. whatever the big thing is, you don't have to do it that way. Yeah. You can do it whatever way you wanna. No rules. The no, rules are made up. No rules. You're wedding your up. rules. And like, I, there are, I want to do like cute and fun things for them. Spoiler alert. They're going to hear this and like, I don't know if Charles listens to podcasts, but Allie does. Um, so Allie turned the podcast off, but I want to do like sweet little gifts for them and things like that. But I didn't yeah. want to do it as like a bridesmaid proposal thing because I didn't want to feel like I was bribing them. Right. Exactly. Like give people, if you're going to give people cute presents, like do it after they've said yes and agreed to do you this nice favor. Yeah. It's so sweet of you to be there for me. I know you have to come from like, Allie's coming from Pennsylvania, although she might be living here by then. Who knows? And Charlesy is coming from California and like, that's yeah. a ways to travel to get to Chicago to do right. this wedding. And so it's totally valid to like give those people a nice treat. Yeah. But yeah, also don't do it as like a, you'll get this nice treat if you say yes. Yeah, you're only allowed to have the ring pop if you right. say it's yes. Right. Like, it's like telling a dog to do a trick, you know? It's like, I don't know. I feel like it's weird and, and sort of, 
it can be weird. Again, this is all dependent on like what your relationship you is like and like friendship. what your Right. Like, I mean, when I, when my best friend Emily asked me to be her maid of honor, like, I think she gave me a little, there was like a little t-shirt and like a little candle that said, will you be my bridesmaid on it? But we'd already talked about it. And like, that's the thing too. It's exactly like a regular proposal. Right. You should have talked to them about it first. Exactly. And so it was like, it wasn't a one, obviously she knew that I would do it. It wasn't like I was going to be like, Oh, actually. Right. But also it was something we'd already talked about. It was something that like I knew was on the table and it wasn't a total like blow out like here's some balloons oh my god say yes right now like it it was just an extension of the right it was like an extension of the thing we'd already talked about which is very much what our friendship is is like talk about the thing and also here are some nice presents yeah like something sweet and thoughtful that is for you that she thought to get for you which is really sweet to say thank you for doing this nice favor for her exactly um i think that like uh a lot of people pick bridesmaids because of like aesthetic not a lot of people the internet would have you believe that you are to pick your bridesmaids based on aesthetics. Okay, I would like to take this moment to bring up, uh, I, I feel like in several other episodes we have talked about Dear Prudence letters. Yes. Uh, but this is going to bring up my most horrifying Dear Prudence letter of all time. My like number one terrible one where the letter writer doesn't realize they're the bad guy, Ooh. which is the, uh, the woman who said, my daughter is getting married and she has asked her best friend to be in the oh, bridal yes. party, but I think she's made a mistake because her best friend walks with a limp. How can I convince her she's made a horrible mistake? Right. And that this girl should just attend the wedding and sit down. Because she didn't want to ruin the aesthetics of She this didn't want to ruin the aesthetics by having this girl's best friend walk the way she walks down the aisle. I just... Oh my God. And like, obviously and thankfully, Danny Orberg was like, what? What are you, (laughs) you need to take several seats and look at your heart. Look at your heart. No, like I legitimately think there was a, the line was something like, you need to search your heart and reevaluate your priorities and why you would say something this cruel to another human being. Yeah, that is very cruel. Like, well, and that's the thing I think that like comes up a lot is this idea that you, again, that this is the most important moment of your life. Right. And it must look a certain way and everything must go perfectly and according to plan. And if you are not backed up by the beautifulest J-Lo dancers, there is no... <laughs> J-Lo dancers? Yeah, no, that Liz works. Liz is hip with the times. I pictured it. I pictured the correct thing. <laughs> Thank you. Lots of Jennies from the block. Um, You are, like, failing at the one job you have as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, like... The two jobs you have as a woman, because inevitably you will fail at being a mother. Right, of course. <laughs> if you fail at being a bride. Yeah. Um, and it just feels so, it feels and is set up to make you fail. And yep. it feels and is set up. Welcome to the patriarchy. Welcome to the patriarchy. <laughs> We're set up to fail. And it's set up to make you, like, alienate people who really care about you. Totally. And, like, no, in no, in no uncertain terms, that woman should not ever brought up that she thinks that woman that no, her daughter's she should be uninvited to her daughter's wedding she should be thoroughly Personally. uninvited well that's the thing is like people get opinions about stuff and then they like stick to them so hard right and you're like would you take a second and remember that you are talking about another human being that is your daughter's best friend right who of anyone should be definitely invited to a wedding of her best friend right absolutely and absurd. like oh my god get out of here with your ableist nonsense ableist nonsense on the other side of the scale, I have read and maybe have told you before, um, they're a, a practical wedding, my favorite wedding website, because it's the only one that, like, they have a lot of sponsored posts and stuff, but every, sure. like, 
girls got to eat. Right. You know, but the, all of their wedding posts are like, this is the wedding that we were able to afford and how we did it. And then there's ones that are like, tell us your best worst stories about like the worst best men's beaches. And we'll give you a template to like give to your best man in case he's like super lost. Right. So like really helpful stuff that like, yeah. They're like, there's lots of ways to do a wedding. Do them however you want. Here's a guide to keep you sane because making a big party happen is a lot. Sure. This is not a sponsored post for a practical wedding, but if they want to, that'd be if great. If they want to spawn con us. <laughs> spawn con. Spawn this con. Sponsored content? Because I yeah. used to think spawn con meant like it was a sponsor con. Like they were oh. like hiding sponsors and things. <sighs> no. Okay. It's it's sponsored content. I don't know the internet. <laughs> okay welcome but on that website they do this thing um they do like a advice column there Mm -hmm. and one of the advice column asks was get ready this woman i'm not ready is she is asked to be a bridesmaid in her good friend's wedding and she went on the like dress finding mission and all of the other bridesmaids who were family members of the bride uh picked out together a $15,000 wedding or bridesmaid dress that their aunts and uncles were all very comfortable paying for, for them. And then they were like, and she should wear this one too. They all have to match. And this woman is like, I clearly do not have $15,000 to spare to buy a bridesmaid dress. And then there's like things that you must do and places you must go on top of all of that. So what do I do? Which I told her I wasn't able to afford it. And she got very upset with me. And, uh, like I said, I would be happy stepping down from the bridal party if I had to, or wearing a different dress. And she has just stopped talking to me and says that like, I am ruining her wedding. What do I do? And the whole internet blew up entirely. My insides are melting. I know. Well, like, I just, <laughs> so dresses, dresses are expensive. Dresses are just expensive. Being a woman in the world is an expensive job. Yeah. And like bridesmaid dresses or things with weddings stamped on it in any way are going to be more expensive. Right. Absolutely. And if you're unlucky enough to be a part of a bridal party where the bride wants you to wear a dress you will never get to wear again, it feels doubly absurd because right. you have to throw down money on a dress you don't like. Yeah. But there's limits to what you can ask a person to do. And that's like another thing I hear all the time about people being like, uh, the bride wants us all to have matching nails, which is fine. But also whatever. Yeah. And they all want us to have matching hair, uh, like cuts and they all want us what? to like, and I have tattoos and they want me to cover them up. Day oh, of. I've heard cover the tattoos. I've heard that one's pretty common. I feel, I feel which like, is like so stupid. It is stupid. That's your friend. That's, that's their, what your, they look like. Your friend's skin has ink in it now. Sorry. Like too bad for you. Fucking get oh, over well. it. And like, what is it ruining? Right. <laughs> if you didn't want a tattooed friend to be in your wedding pictures, don't then invite a tattooed don't friend. invite your tattooed friend to yeah. be in your wedding party. You're, like, Oh my God. This is my voice gets this high when I'm very upset. When she gets super upset. I have a lot of feelings about this. So, um, another very practical thing that the a practical wedding did was an article called The Bridesmaid's Bill of Rights. Where that's great. It's so great. It's just like a like you are there to help the bride out and you are there to like keep people calm and and like be a helping hand when necessary, but you're sure. not a hired contractor. Right. You are not a professional model. Right. And like the there are limits and you are not like a bank for the bride. Right. So there's limits to what you have to do and like and have to in quotation marks because who knows what you're like the bride that you are being a bridesmaid to would actually want you to do. Right. Exactly. For instance, 
Uh, I my sister is throwing me a teeny tiny little bachelor party that bachelorette party that's just the two of us, and we're gonna go to a spa and do a spa day. But a really big bachelorette party with penises and things would make me so upset. I don't have any inclination for that at all. And we'll talk about that next episode. That's the next episode. And it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> but like she, she knows that about me. She's checked in with me. She's my sister and best friend. So right. like she knows what you want and what you're like. Yeah. She gets it. She's met you. She's met me. And she talks to me and checks in about what we think we want to do. Right. <laughs> Which is the other thing. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm the type of person who like in general is not, crazy about surprise like big surprises like <laughs> i like a nice surprise that doesn't put any pressure on me yes but like if someone were to throw me a massive surprise party and be like here are all these things i have planned that you have to do and i haven't consulted with you about any of it i would get very itchy <laughs> um our friends are good friends through us so this is how i react to surprise parties every surprise party in my life i have walked into the room and gone hey what's happening <laughs> like people are like surprise and i was like for me surprise surprise of what but uh damon and i went to the zoo i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast before but uh, damon and i went to the zoo with our buddies because uh our friends with kids were in town from yeah. downstate and they went wanted to see the zoo and we all wanted to like take them out for a day and get sure. to hang out with them and uh we were headed back to our friend's apartment where we were going to just like hang out for the rest of the day so yeah. we thought and have like barbecue dinner and we are heading back and Damon and I are like, oh, we don't have to walk with the rest of the gang. There's a bus. We'll just take a bus with the moms and we'll get there so much faster. Mom bus. Mom bus. And we get on the bus and the the uh, mom and her, our friend whose apartment we were going to were on the bus giving us this weird look and we were like, what? What's wrong? And we get up to their apartment after our, our mom friend sent us to like on a wild goose chase to go get a pack and play for her kid. Uh-huh. Um, we get up to the apartment and there's a, a cake on the table and it has these two dinosaurs on it. And one of them is a little uh, triceratops wearing a top hat. And one of them is a little triceratops wearing a wedding veil. And we look at it and we're like, and the table's all like got a red tablecloth on it. And there's like a little champagne around. And we're like, Dan and Megan, you guys having like a, like a date night later? And Megan was like, you guys are idiots. And like we look up <laughs> and there is a sign that says like, congrats, Liz and Damon <laughs> on the wall. And we're like, and you're like, oh, oh for me. so dumb. <laughs> so, well, that's what happens with surprise parties is if you're not expecting it, how do you know to expect it? I literally never expect a surprise party. No, me neither. And even if I know there is a surprise on the horizon for me at some point, I never expect a surprise. On the surprising? On the surprising. Event the surprise surprising. horizon? The, <laughs> the surprising. <laughs> Event surprising. Um, I am so bad at surprises. I love them. They're great. And I think that that was such a sweet party. Yeah. But like, <laughs> no, I'm not ready. But also, yeah. And I mean, bottom line is don't surprise if you're somebody's bridesmaid or maid of honor or groomsman or bestman. Bestman. Uh, don't like, just know your friend. Yeah. Know your person well enough to know whether they want a big fancy surprise. It's just like proposing to somebody. Know what kind of thing they enjoy and then give them that. And here's the thing. Sometimes I think people get picked to be uh, bridesmaids, maids of honor when they were like, I'm surprised. I actually didn't think we were that close of friends. Yeah. And that's fine. It happens. I think right. like people pick to be around the people they want to be around and like you... Uh, 
should feel free to ask what the expectations are. Yeah. Did I just say that word real weird? I felt like I said expectations like expectations. Like, you I didn't don't think know? so, no. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely will. I hope you don't. <laughs> I don't think I will. Um, uh, yeah, ask, ask what the expectations are. Talk to your friend. Because, right. like, everybody pretends like this is some sort of job that there are, like, job duties required. And if you ask the boss what the job duties are, they'll be like, you mean you don't know? And you'll be fired. Right. And I think that's the same with, like, any aspect of wedding planning. People think there's a rule book that if you don't implicitly know, right, you're doing it wrong and you will be fired. Exactly. But everybody's got different opinions about what a wedding is. Yeah. Even if those opinions are very hard. Right. Uh, and even if those opinions involve a $15,000 dress, and which if that's I can't the case, even imagine. I don't even know what that would be. I can't even imagine a $15,000 wedding dress. I can, having seen them. Still. <laughs> They're beaded. R-U-S's? I don't think they exist. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, I just, I hope that in that case, the answer to that person's question was, you should stop being friends with this woman. It kind of was. Good. It was kind of like, this is this is not really a good friendship. Right. I wish I could remember exactly what they said because I think they were being very equitable about it. They were basically like, this is on her. She's going to have to come around to you because right. like, you've and apologized and done the best you could. And, and offered all potential options except for I'm going to do this batshit thing you're asking me to do. Yes. And like, if that's still not acceptable to this lady and she stopped talking to you, then just like let her stop talking to you. Yeah. It's sort of like when we were talking before about like wedding invitations and stuff and talking about that other Dear Prudence letter oh. about the uncle who was like, I want to bring my mistress to your wedding and if she if can't she can come, come, I, I won't, won't come. come. And ah, the answer is like, problem solved. Right. It's like, great, cool. That's on you. Don't fucking come then. Like, yes. It's, I think it's the same thing with if somebody asks you to buy a $15,000 bridesmaid dress. You can laugh at them. You, you have can, permission to laugh at them. You have permission to laugh at them. And then if they say, all right, fine, well, then I'm just not going to speak to you. Go, okay, that's your problem I'm then. So sorry. Then I guess I'm not going to be in your wedding. And it sucks because, like, I'm sure that person was a good friend to start. Oh, but I bet you're probably having a moment where you're like, but are they? But are they? If we went back in time and we looked around, are they? Because I'm going to say the answer is no. No. They're not. And the thing about money, like the thing about money is you only have a certain amount of it. We right. talk about it on this podcast all the dang time. Yeah. Do what you can afford. And if Do you, what cannot you can afford, afford, if you cannot afford to be the kind of bridesmaid that that woman wants you to be, then don't be that bridesmaid. Right. Exactly. It's okay. End of list. It should be okay. Anyway. Right. It should always be okay to say no. And if it's it, not, then that person is not okay. And they can go fuck off into the sun. Fuck off frankly. right into the sun. <laughs> That's my opinion. Into the Hashtag sun. fuck off into the sun. <laughs> yeah, start that trending. Yep. Um, Get it trending on the Twitters. Trending on the Twitters. On wedding Twitter. I feel like I had another thing I wanted to talk about. And now. Oh, dresses. Let's talk about. Uh, but it was less about the dress because, you know, there's a limit. The limit is definitely under $15,000. Right. Yes. Yeah. It is one day, unless you know for sure that everybody in your wedding party is comfortable spending that amount of money. Right. Everybody in your everybody. wedding party. Um, if they are not, then you should have a backup plan or modify your options. Right. Because you are permitted to ask them, like, and this is something actually I struggle with a lot, is because you ask them to be a part of this, they are expecting to do some things for you, and they right. would like to do some things for you, generally. Yeah. And it makes me, like, even when I just said they would like to do some things for you, my heart went, I don't know that they want to. I don't want to make them. And like, absolutely they do. They're your friends and they love you. Like they want to do something nice for you. Right. Within their own limits that they should feel free to set. Right. Um, but 
you can ask them to spend, and usually people agree that like $300 is about the top limit of what you're allowed to ask a bridesmaid to spend on a wedding, on a bridesmaid dress. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I mean, that's still a lot of money, but like that's as a, as a top, as a ceiling, I think that's fair. Absolutely. And for myself, my wedding dress costs $200. So I'm not going to yeah. ask anybody to spend more money on their dress than mine. Right. So. I think that's a totally reasonable thing. <laughs> I got a good deal, friends. Yeah, you did. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, I think that it really helps. And this is actually kind of like a, a, a weird thing that like if you try to be uh, open to all options, mm-hmm. you actually make things way harder than if you have an opinion about something. Right. Especially if you pretend you are open to all options, but you actually have an opinion about something. Right. Like, I'm going to tell you right now. So one of the greatest gifts that was given to me by my best friend, Emily, when she asked me to be her maid of honor in her wedding uh, was, so I was co-maids of honor. So uh, oh, I bet this is a really Emily thing. Yeah, this is a very Emily thing. You know, <laughs> Emily. So basically my friend, uh, my friend Kate and I were co-maids of honor and we, we've all known each other since we were like 11 or 12. So it, it's a very like normal arrangement. Like yeah. it definitely made sense. And so we were like, we got the thing and we were like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yes, I would love to, I would love to. And uh, then we were kind of just like looking at each other and very quietly being like, I, I, I don't, what do we do, do Right, like I think Emily was literally in the bathroom and we just turned to each other and we're like, I don't know what our job is. Do you, can you Google like responsibilities of a maid of honor? And then Emily came back out and was like, uh, would you like me to make you guys a checklist of all the things that I need you to do? And we were like, oh my God, yes, do that, please. <laughs> and this is the thing. It's like, not everybody's like this, right. but my friend Emily is incredibly organized and knows exactly what she wants. Yes. And she knew exactly what she wanted for her wedding. She knew exactly what she wanted and needed us to do for her. And she had a fucking checklist and she oh. gave it to us. And it was the most helpful thing because Really, it is like when somebody's just like, I mean, whatever, like do just whatever, like I don't use know, your what judgment. Do you feel like doing? So often that person really does have a fixed opinion about what they want. They just don't want to say it to you. Yes. And but when you come up with something that's not that, it's not going to be what they actually want. And so somebody who is able to say like, no, this is exactly what I want, and I would like your help with it. That is so useful to give to someone who's trying to plan a bunch of events for you. Uh-huh. You know, like yep. it was the most useful thing for us to just be like, okay, I'm gonna check this off. I'm gonna check this off. I'm gonna check this off. I know exactly what's expected of me. And I know like how to do this in a way that is going to make her happy. Yeah. The thing that she would like to see. Right. Happen. Exactly. And like, yeah, that is so helpful. It was so useful. And it was just so funny. Cause we were both like, I'm so excited. And she was like, do you need a lot of help? And we were like, yes. <laughs> do you need a lot of help? <laughs> do you need a lot of help understanding what this means? And we were like, uh huh. Shall I hold your hand? I will hold your hand. Yes. <laughs> um, She's a princess. My, I, I've been having, uh, like I am actually a, I have a hard time being like, this is what I want and this is what I need, but we're getting there. Sure. It's like, there are things I legitimately do not care much about. And like, one of them is, uh, what dress my friends wear at my courthouse wedding. Yeah. But I do like, I I told them what like our wedding colors are going to be like for decor reasons, if they would like to like match or look like they belong in this like set with me. Yeah. Like Barbie dolls. Um, Who's the skipper? Who's the skipper? My sister? Teenage sister skipper? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she's not a teenager anymore, but like she's closer to a teenager than I am. Yeah. I'm closer to the grave. (laughs) (laughs) My wedding industrial podcast. A podcast for goths. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
can't see it, but I just did like devil horns. My wedding industrial gothplex. Gothplex. Uh, gothplex is our band name. I knew it. Uh, so I was like, here are my requirements for dresses because my sister did want like more direction than whatever you want to wear. Sure. I was like, uh, if you want it to be wedding colors, here they are. That's fine. Great. It should not cost more than you are willing to spend on a dress and you absolutely must plan on a dress you will wear in a future event. Like do not buy anything too fancy that you will never, ever wear again. One, I will not be wearing a ball gown. So that sets the bar pretty low for fanciness. Sure. Um, speaking of which we never talked about my wedding dress. It is, we did a little bit. I think, did we talk about what it is? I feel like anybody who didn't know what it is was like, they were just about to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I think we did talk about it a little bit, but I could be wrong. Uh, real quick. If case we did, it is from this store called unique vintage. It is a T length. T-length? Yeah. Uh, yeah, T-length. Um, Which is like, ju- just means like a little bit below the knee. Yeah, it's like between your calf and your ankle. Yeah. Cankle. Um, <laughs> uh, it is, it's white. It's like an ivory white. Yeah. It's lacy with long sleeves. And yeah, like it's a, a nice, V-neck. like, it's not like an aggressive white. No, it's like 50s style. Yeah, it's a nice, like, antique white. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole dress is like 50s vintage style yeah. dress, which it, uh is not vintage because it smelled like polypropylene when I brought it out of the bag. <laughs> sure. But it's been since aired and it smells great now. <laughs> Good. That's all you need. Uh, and it's pretty comfortable. Uh, all things considered, I don't have to wear a bra. So Well, that's all you really need. Right? It's great. Actually, I've never worn a dress. Like, I boobs, my boobs are too big to have ever before worn a dress that I didn't need a bra in. I've had a couple. And like it, real structured things? Yeah, they're usually real structured or it's like, you know, it's a, like it's real just, tight. yeah, real structured or real tight. Those are the two, the <laughs> two possibilities. Generally speaking, I, I don't have a lot of real structured dresses come up in my life. And then, um, the, the real tight dresses are, if they're tight to my boobs, they're tight to my gut. And I don't really like how that looks. So I don't bother. Sure. Yeah. It's like, I mean, this is the problem of like buying clothes in general when you are a woman who has a shape yep. of any description of any sort. is like one area is going to fit you, but that means another one is not. Yep. You're going to feel a little lumpy and that's fine. Right. Well, that's sort of like how like I... all movie stars have their clothing tailored to them, even their white t-shirts and jeans right that's why they look so fabulous yeah because like i can't wear pants that fit me in both my butt and my waist they don't exist nope i get ones that fit in my butt and my waist but not my legs (laughs) yeah well it's like i if i can get it over my thighs then it maybe maybe will fit my butt and if it fits my butt then it's going to be too big in the waist or it's going to be too short and I just, but like, if I get long pants, then they're too long in the leg. Cause I have a long torso and short legs. <laughs> Being a human is a nightmare. Oh, it's so stupid. Why don't we all just come in the same size? Right. Like everybody just come out of the assembly line, beep, 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 boop, beep, boop, be in a standard size, just right up in a line. It would just make life so much easier. Yeah. Aw. One That's day. for our future uh, show, <laughs> which is for my, w- podcast. <laughs> my wedding android complex. <laughs> My Android Industrial Complex. Uh, we'll be talking with Janelle Monet specifically. <laughs> uh, and then I will leave this podcast even gayer than when I came in. <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> um, but to get back to dresses, I had those requirements. They were loose. Um, and I feel like I hope I did not do a disservice to my friends. All I want is for them to be there and, and hold my bouquet. That's all you really need. Yeah. 
And like then we'll all get drunk. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll get our nails done, but we'll mostly get drunk. Yeah, those are the only things you really need at a wedding. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else. Is there anything else to say about like groomsmen? I feel like we didn't touch on them at all, but I don't have any frame of reference for being a groomsman. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's largely the same, except like fewer parties to plan. And I will say, um, so I was, so my fiance was a groomsman for our friend and I hung out with them during the day while they got ready because I didn't really know anybody else in the wedding except sure. for the bride. So she was busy. She was busy. Um, and we were hanging out and they were all just dudes sitting around day of the wedding. And I looked down at my watch and I was like, man, I got like about an hour and a half before the wedding. Like I should get prepared. Yeah. And I went and got ready and like finished all my stuff up. And I was done with about 10 minutes before we had to go. Cause I got real fancy. Sure. And I sat down and the dudes all looked at their watches and went, Oh, we got 10 minutes to go. Let's go get dressed. <laughs> and they all got dressed and came back down and they were done in five minutes. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yep, that sounds like boy stuff. That's boy stuff. It's rude. <sighs> Wearing a suit just already makes you look so dapper, and you don't wear right. makeup. You don't have to do anything. Right, you don't have to do makeup. You can like fix your hair in thirty seconds, unless you have very long hair. In which case, put it on a man bun. Put it on a man bun, and you're good to go. And you're good to go because that's is that still like a thing? You think man buns? Man buns. I mean, like a thing that people do, sure. But is it like the it thing? I don't know that it's the it thing now. I think. I mean, I I think that like, you know, a nice a nice tidy fade is probably more that's common now, now than man buns yeah I feel in, that. as far as like fancy styles go i do like a tidy fade yeah it's like i think not quite like people went real leaned real hard into like fashies for a minute yeah and then i think we're like swinging back from that so it's weird like how. not quite as tight on the side i was gonna say it's weird how present um political and social uh atmosphere might make a hitler young inspired hair look not right. great yeah yeah you know it's like it's a that's a separate show mm-hmm. that's a separate show we're not gonna do we're not doing it that's <laughs> you know that's out of our pay grade i bet you could find it oh i'm sure it exists uh, the world is a sad place um as far as bridesmaids and maids of honors and all of those things uh Oh, I feel like I had another point to make here and now I'm just trying to wrap it up, but I feel like I'm going to wrap it up and be like, Oh, I wanted to talk about that thing. You're going to be like my mom where like when I talk to her on the phone, she's always like, I think I had something else, but I can't remember what it is now. I should have written it down. And then we'll text me 45 minutes later and be like, Oh, I remembered what it was. <laughs> my mom and sister did that once and just wound up texting, <laughs> texting Naomi Campbell to the <laughs> other one. <laughs> and you're like, what, what, what? huh? <laughs> because like three days before someone was like, who's the woman who threw a phone at her assistant? <laughs> Oh, yeah, Naomi Campbell. <laughs> Naomi See, Campbell. for some reason, when you said Naomi Campbell just now, my first thought was Nev Campbell. And I was like, when did Nev Campbell? Oh. I could see her doing it. I she just, looks so calm on the outside. It's all like, it's all got to be a trick. So, and then I also sometimes mistake Nell, Nell Campbell. That's not a person. <laughs> Nell Campbell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she Nev- played by, by uh, um, oh, God, what's her name? Jodie Foster in the movie version? No. Nell Campbell. No. Chicka, chicka, chicka. No. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I sometimes confuse Nev Campbell and Selma Blair. Yes, all the time. All the time. I because think they're, they're the same like person. dark hair and sad face. And they were both very popular in the late 90s. Yes. You know, it's like a whole thing. I think that's why I said Nell, because I was confusing Nev and Selma. Yeah, or you just really like that movie Nell. Well, listen, let's not talk about it. <laughs> it's fine to like Nell. It's kind of a weird movie, Don't but talk that's cool. about it. Liam Neeson, like, 
That's don't you talk about Liam Neeson Natasha right Richardson, now. I think. I'm don't not, you talk to me about Natasha there. Richardson right now. I feel like it's a good movie. Don't you talk about good movies to me right now. <laughs> uh, I don't really have anything to say about Bridesmaids and Maids of Honor and Best Men and Groomsmen because I have talked it all out. <laughs> no, I think that's about it. I mean, it's just a matter of like, bottom line, know your friends. Know your friends. Be nice to them. Talk Be to them. real with them. Remember that you're... As always, remember that your wedding is just one day. You are not a failure if something goes wrong. Right. And you are also, not a failure if your bridesmaid has tattoos. Do not ask her to cover them up unless you are all wearing dresses that cover her tattoos or her tattoos are directly on her genitals, in which case right. maybe or, cover those up if there's like kids there and, or maybe don't. I or don't if she is. has Nazi tattoos and if she's got Nazi tattoos, then maybe don't she shouldn't friend. be in your wedding. <laughs> don't <laughs> She have, shouldn't be your friend. I think we've said that before on this podcast. I think we have, which is a thing that you wouldn't expect to happen more than once Why on a we wedding talk about podcast. Nazis so much? But, well, because the world is a nightmare. The world is the world that it is. Bottom line, don't be friends with Nazis. Don't be friends with Nazis. Kick them out of your wedding. It makes it a lot easier to just not be friends with Nazis. Right. Unless your friend is like a reformed skinhead who is using her experience to like change the world and make other people better because she got out of that lifestyle. In sure. which case, she should probably get a cover-up tattoo of that swastika. Say, that might be a very nice bridesmaid gift. Yeah. Get her a session with a great tattoo artist who specializes in cover-ups. <laughs> Call me, I know, okay? I'm if just you, saying. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any Nazi bridesmaids <laughs> who need cover-ups, <laughs> email us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com and we can recommend some wonderful local artists for you to provide gift Only cards to. Only if they're to. in Chicago. Only if they're in Chicago. I know a couple of people outside of Chicago, okay. but, but mostly in Chicago. Mostly in Chicago. Talk to me. I've got tattoos. We can hash it out. Tegan is ready to set them on their road to recovery. I'm, I think this is my calling now. Is... <laughs> is helping Nazi bridesmaids cover up their swastika tattoos. That's the most specific thing. And it's not even that you're doing the cover-ups. You're just providing a recommendation. I'm literally just the middleman for them to get a tattoo artist. Listen, I just, I like tattoos a lot. I follow a lot of tattoo artists on Instagram. I can point you in the right direction. Tegan has a mild tattoo problem. It's fine. Don't worry about it. She can stop whenever she wants. I I swear. (laughs) Ah, man. Uh, I feel pretty strongly about tattoos as wedding gifts are a bad choice. Yeah, don't do not I mean, do like, it. in terms of, like, a wedding favor tattoo artist, I've seen that a lot lately. It's, like, the thing to do. We'll talk about that later. Oh, that's a separate... Don't do that. Maybe don't. Just skip it. Skip it. Skip it. No one's... No one is having as important of a time as you are at your own wedding. Right. I don't think anybody should want to maybe get a tattoo then. <laughs> also, do it in a parlor that's clean. Anyway, this isn't about Bottom tattoos. line, this is my wedding industrial tattoo complex. <laughs> We're going to just think of, like, every title iteration we can <laughs> yeah every episode's gonna have a different title surprise Sur- good luck finding us on <laughs> itunes dummies <laughs> you know how you talk to your audience <laughs> uh i've been liz i've been tegan this has been my wedding industrial complex a Please. podcast about weddings for people who are afraid of weddings I forget the tagline yeah the it's time. fine we usually just say it at the beginning but it felt it like felt right time to say it again um, email us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on our WordPress, myweddingindustrialcomplex.wordpress.com. Yep. Because I'm good at naming URLs. Yeah. It's good. Uh, uh, that way you just, you really have to think through what our name is. So yeah. you'll remember it forever. Absolutely. And thanks as always to Charles e. Miller, my bridesmaid and lovely composer for our music. Yep. She did our theme song. She is great. You She's should great. look her up and get her music for your ear pieces. For your ear pieces. And 
that's it for us today. Mm-hmm. As always, do what you can afford. Do what you can afford. And don't have Nazis in your wedding. No Nazis allowed. <laughs>